Welcome to the good, the bad, and the obscure podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the newest episode of the good, the bad, and the obscure podcast. Today we're going back to 1987 and we're going to talk about a little film called Bad Taste. It's actually Peter Jackson's directorial debut and uh, I hope you enjoy the synopsis and then we'll get into the review. Bad Taste opens up with a mysterious man listening to a call from someone talking about aliens invading a village and taking over the people. With a very weird looking prosthetic hand that only has one finger, he calls up what he refers to as real men to do the job. On his phone, oddly enough, it's labeled as The Boys, which instantly reminds me of the TV show. What do you think, Minister? Call a full-scale invasion of that, sir. I'll phone the forces, fighters, frigates, footsloggers. Hmm. That could all be a bit showy. I think this is a job for real men. Next, we cut to two guys making their way into the village. Barry, who is fighting off a zombie slash alien, and the other, Derek, played by Peter Jackson, who is doing something they hint at but they don't directly say. And let's just put it this way, he was giving himself head. Anyways, from there we follow them as they separately try to survive and to survey the aliens. Stick all the bits of brain in a plastic bag, Barry. We'll need them for analysis. No bloody way, mate. You can come down here and do that yourself. You're the gung-ho scientist. Oh, all right. I'll be down straight after lunch, but at least take a blood sample. No need. I'll just ring my strides out. Oh well, at least we got one live specimen. Yeah. Around this time, we are introduced to Frank and Ozzy, who are meeting up with them as backup. During this time, Derek is trying to get the alien that he had captured to speak. But by doing that, he draws a bunch of other aliens towards them because it starts screaming in pain. One. Two. Three. Six. Seven, eight. Nine. Ten. With gun in hand, Derek slips on some shit, then shoots a whole bunch of nothing and almost gets caught by one of them after he runs out of bullets. He survives, but has to keep fighting them off as they relentlessly try to kill him. Things get worse when he falls off the cliff. 
From here, we get introduced to a billman who unknowingly comes to the village. This leads him from being chased to being knocked out like Kirk in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now we get our first encounter with the alien leader, Lord Crumb. Tomorrow we're having you for lunch. You're the exotic new taste sensation. Human flesh is You are going to be the first bit of meat that we've had a chance to get our teeth into since we arrived. So, we're going to treat ourselves to a feast with you as the main course. <laughs> Quite an honor, really. We'd better leave so we can get some sleep. I'll have the edge ridge. We catch back up with Derek and we find out that his head has been broken open, but luckily he has a top hat and later on a belt to hold his brains in. From this point, the other three finally get together and plan an assault on the aliens. While infiltrating the aliens' lair, they learn the real reason for their invasion, and to simply put it, it's to harvest humans for their fast food chain on their planet. What are you doing, Frank? I'm gonna go in there and find out what the hell's going on. Here, he was carrying this. conducted a very tricky slaughter operation has been a real credit to you and indeed to the whole crumbs country delights organization your paychecks will reflect the gratitude of the company i can assure you i don't think we'll have any more trouble however we will be handing these around later <laughs> I am certain that when the Homo sapient taste takes the galaxy by storm as it will, Crumb's crunchy delights will be back at the top. Machiavelo's fried moon rats won't know what hit them. All the livestock we need are right here. Four billion of them. Right, Robin. Once the fast food authority have checked the samples, and issued the mass slaughter permit, this grotty little planet will tremble under the full might of the Lord Crumb restaurant chain. Within a year, the giant mincer will descend from the sky, the sun reflecting from its silver lids, and no army on Earth will be able to stop that naughty burger machine. <laughs> It's now up to them to take down the aliens and not become their next meal. As we get closer to the end, we are finally shown the aliens' true form. And it's quite a sight to see. And oh boy, they are ugly as fuck, but oddly enough, I'm here for it. The only question you can ask yourself now is, will they stop the aliens or will they become the next new item on their menu? Get you bastards! 
Now, I think for the casual moviegoer, they probably found out about Peter Jackson either in 1996 when he did The Frighteners or in 2001 when he released the first Lord of the Rings movie. Now, both those are great movies, but for me, I go further back to 1992 with Dead Alive. Now, I'm not very sure when I seen this originally, but I remember it playing on something like Cinemax like, all the time. What drew me to this movie was the absurdity and the over-the-top gore and violence. And it is fantastic. It's still my favorite film of his. Now, as far as bad taste goes, I remember seeing the VHS tape in the rental store as a kid and as I grew up. And I never rented it. I don't know why, but I just never did. And around 2004 or so, I finally picked up a DVD set and I was absolutely blown away by this movie. It's low budget, it uh, is not perfect, but they did a lot with what they had. The uh, like props, the gore effects, the music is fun on that movie too, but just like everything about it is just awesome. And for a debut film for Peter Jackson, I think he did a fantastic job. Now, I wouldn't recommend this to everybody because it is not going to suit the palate of the average person who watches movies. I think it's more for people who already like stuff like Dead Alive or Meet the Feebles or just anything that's over-the-top horror. I think they will enjoy this more. Now, that's not to say I wouldn't suggest other people to watch this movie because I very much think that about anyone should give it a shot. Now. A lot of people will probably shut it off about halfway through, if not sooner than that, because of the absurdity of it. But for me, I can watch it over and over and over again, and I love it every time I watch it. Um, now, there is some really gross parts in this movie, uh, and there's some really interesting parts on the part of doing the special effects, especially when they do it where this, where the main, one of the main characters, Derek, gets his head broken open, and it kind of like flaps down and he has to put like a top head on and then later on he has to put a belt around it to keep it in place but just how it looks it just looks so gross and just awesome and then there's another scene where this uh, one guy actually and it's one of the aliens played by Peter Jackson throws up into this bowl and all these aliens end up eating it I think they call it gruel or something like that I can't remember exactly but they all end up eating it and it is disgusting and on top of that, one of the char main characters like infiltrated the place and acts like he's one of them. So he has to drink it too. Well, eat it, drink it. I'm not sure because it was green, like a neon green, but it was really chunky and it looked disgusting. And I felt bad for him having to do that. But uh, yeah, this is just a fun movie. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It does like have a lot of nods to something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I absolutely loved. And it's just an absurd movie. Um, it's not to be taken seriously or anything like that. And uh, overall, I would highly recommend it. Um, now, if you have a weak stomach, not so much. But if you don't have one, then go for it. Now, there is a lot of violence in this movie. But I would say it hits more into the point of being like cartoonish and over the top, which I don't think will offend a lot of people. There are some really kind of like cool gore scenes that are a little bit more realistic but trust me it won't take away from the film now in the sense of being a low budget horror film I strongly give this an 8 out of 10 
and I think it deserves a bigger audience than what it has. And I think uh, there's a few people out there that I know that would enjoy this movie very much. Now, I want to thank you guys all for listening to this podcast, supporting this podcast, and uh, I can't wait to bring you guys more podcast episodes, and I hope you guys enjoyed this one and come back for the next one. All right, guys. Bye.